Hi, I'm Jesse Hurlburt, and welcome to Arthropod Adventures. This is episode six. What's that smell? Today's arthropod can be found crawling around on your ceiling, being chased by your cat, eating lunch at an orchard, and causing a stink everywhere it goes. Can you guess what it is? Today's adventure takes us to the world of the brown marmorated stink bug. I picked this arthropod because we've talked about bugs before, but they have never been true bugs. Today will be different. You see, the stink bug truly is a bug. So you will hear me say the word bug a lot. We've talked about this idea before in the ladybug and the pill bug. Um, but today, let's talk about something special, bugs. And in fact, let's talk about what makes a bug a bug. First, we'll talk mouth parts. This was one of the main differences that I was able to find. A great article I used for my research about bugs came from the Arizona State University. I encourage you to check out the link in my show notes to see the pictures that go along with it. They are amazing and you're going to want to see it. They used a great phrase to explain the main characteristics of bugs. I'm going to quote them exactly here because it's perfect. So I quote, true bugs suck. Now you might be thinking, what does this mean? And what does it have to do with true bugs? Well, you see, True bugs have a mouth like a straw, and they use it just like you and I would use a straw. They suck up juices, mostly from plants, although some bugs do drink from animals, but not our stink bug. This special straw-type mouth has a name. You see, we call it a proboscis. You will want to remember that. It's a word that we will use in this podcast a bunch for a bunch of other animals. You see, true bugs are not the only arthropods with a proboscis, but they are the only ones which cannot retract it. You see, animals like butterflies who have a proboscis can extend and retract, which means to bring it back in when they want to drink. Kind of like how you only use a straw when you need to. The stink bug cannot do that. Their straw mouthpiece is more like a pipe like you would find under your sink than it is a bendy straw. So picture just instead of having your mouth, you just have a long pipe that you use to soak up all of your meals, like always drinking a milkshake. That's what it would be like. True bugs even fall into their own category within the insect world. They are in the order Hemiptera. I think one of the most interesting facts about true bugs is the way that they break the mold when it comes to the life cycle but we will save that for a little bit later. True bugs can be found all over our planet and in all sorts of habitats from land to sea. Now let's get back to the brown marmorated stink bug. Its scientific name is Haliomorpha halis. That's Haliomorpha halis. But we will commonly call it a stink bug even though there are tons of different kinds. 
and it gets its name for a very obvious reason. It stinks. You see, when they feel threatened, they produce a foul smell that tells potential predators or would-be squishers to stay away. The second part of their name, marmorated, comes from the patterns on its body. In fact, the word marmorated means having a marbled appearance. If you're not sure what marble is, maybe look at your kitchen counter. And the brown part of its name, well, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. It's made up of a bunch of colors of brown. Our stinky friend is an invasive species, which if you remember from our lady beetle episode, means that it did not come from the United States and also is not very good for us here. According to the University of Florida feature creature article that I read, the first recorded identification of this species of stink bug was in Pennsylvania in 2001. Seems like so long ago. But as with all small things, it had probably been here much longer and no one noticed it or we just thought it was a quote-unquote other bug. You see, it's actually native of Eastern Asia, places like China and Japan. But once it made its way here to the United States, it spread like wildfire and can now be found almost all over. And it didn't just spread to the United States. It has found its way into Europe and South America. Here in North America, it is causing very big problems for crop farmers and fruit trees. They are such a problem for fruit trees and crop farmers because of that proboscis. You see, they inject it into any fruit or vegetable when they want a snack. Kind of like when you use your straw to open a juice box. You see, once it injects this proboscis into the fruit, it uses an enzyme that begins to break down the flesh of whatever fruit or vegetable it's in, and that starts to decompose. And what it might look like to you is a brown spot or a withered looking dead part of an apple or whatever fruit it's on. This is bad for the fruit and bad for the tree. It can cause the apple to drop. It can cause it to change shape. And this has a large negative effect for the farmers who use these crops as a way to make a living. Less apples, let's say, means less money for that farmer. On top of destroying crops, they are annoying for another reason. As the weather gets colder, the bugs search for a warmer place. And most of the time, do you know where that is? That's right, your house. You have probably noticed in the winter, here in Connecticut, because that's where I am, that you will see stink bugs everywhere, on the ceiling, on the windows, I know I notice them, and I always know it's getting wintertime when I find my cats chasing one. Now, let's finally get to looks. As its name suggests, this species of stink bugs are brown in color and have a very distinct body shape in what I call a shield. I want you to picture a knight in a suit of armor holding a shield. That's what I picture every time I think about these. This brown shield, as we talked about before, is marmoled, not marmoled, marbled. I want you to see, it's okay to make mistakes. And almost speckled with different shades of brown. Now, when you want to tell the difference between the marmorated stink bug and other species, look no further than their antenna. 
which have white bands on them. Their shoulder areas, and let's be clear, they're not real shoulders like you and me, but where you would think about the shoulders being in the top corners of its shield body are rounded. And on the back end, where the wings would come out, you see this very distinct pattern with dark brown and white stripes almost. Now, some other stink bugs have similar patterns, but really it's the bands on the antenna that give it away. Now, it's time for my favorite. Let's see if you can guess it. That's right, the life cycle. And if you remember from the beginning of our episode, true bugs have a different life cycle than most other insects. You see, they do not have a complete metamorphosis like we usually think about. Egg, larva, pupa, adult. Egg, larva, pupa, adult. It's a good way to remember it. Instead, they go from an egg to what we call a nymph. A nymph looks just like an adult, only smaller, and in this case, a slightly different shape to start. And if you've been paying attention to our other episodes, you know that this is different than the other arthropods we've talked about. And these eggs, as lots of others have done, they start out and they're laid by the female under the side of a leaf. These eggs are typically a yellow to green color and can be found in groups of up to 30. And the females will lay more than one clutch or group of eggs throughout the season. One of the coolest things I learned about the egg stage is that many times the eggs are almost see-through and if you look close enough, you could see the eyes looking out at you. Once the eggs hatch, out comes the nymph, which looks similar to the adult, although, as I said before, it's not in an exact match yet. The nymph starts out more orangish and with brown spots, and it's much brighter than what we think about the stink bug. This nymph will go through five nymphoral stages or instars which you could think about like five different stages of a nymph where they will molt and grow and begin to change color the closer they get to that fifth stage. Now I want you to notice that as we go along each stage does change colors and those colors begin to get darker as they molt each new phase begins to develop their wings. And this whole process takes about 60 days, which for us is about two months. I hope you enjoyed learning about these stinky flyers. And the next time you see one, don't feel too bad if your cat eats it or if it gets squashed because they do actually cause harm to our world. Think about the farmer whose fruit they ruin. Now, it's not their fault. They didn't come here on purpose, but they are still a nuisance and still cause damage. Most importantly, I'm hoping that you took away a better idea about what it means to be a true bug. And we'll come up with some more true bugs on future episodes. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have an arthropod you would love to hear about, want to tell me what you think about the show, or find a mistake, please send me an email 
at arthropodadventurespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay inquisitive and never stop learning. Your fun fact about me today is that I wrestled both in high school and college, and then I coached for 12 years after that. See you next week.